Good morning, good morning. This is another episode of Let's Talk Sports with Tim McCain. And uh, we're actually going to we're gonna change some topics. We're going to change it up today, just today, um, for some professional sports. For boxing, I know I usually reserve that for Thursday, but I want to talk about Andy Ruiz's uh, fight against Anthony Joshua. And then I want to talk about the Toronto Raptors and the Golden State Warriors finals game too. So, first off, congratulations to the first Mexican-American heavyweight champion of the world, Andy Ruiz Jr., who knocked out, didn't knock out, but he TKO'd Anthony Joshua in the seventh round, knocking him down four times. Uh, you know, the ref, he was looking at Anthony Joshua the fourth time. He said, are you good? Are you good? And, you know, Anthony Joshua looked at his corner. Then he put his hands on the ropes. He looked like he was in a little doubt. And if you see the if you see the replay, you'll see, um, you'll actually see Andy Ruiz put his arms up and say, yo, what's going on? Why is this guy, why aren't you calling it off? Next thing you know, Anthony Joshua's like, I'm good, but he's, he's, he's a little slow. He's a little slow, it wasn't his night. You know, ever since that first punch in the, in the third round, it's, it's interesting too, how it went down. Um, but you know, the, the ref called it and then he was like, what, are you serious? And Anthony Joshua, of course, was uh, very gracious in defeat. He, he's not the type who was like, uh, he's not the type to just, oh man, I lost, I'm coming back, I'm about to kill everybody in the league. Nah, he's like, no, like, there's bigger things in life that have happened to me. I'm going to bounce back. And a lot of people have been upset about this saying, well, he's not a true champion. Even Deontay Wilder had something to say and, and was like, well, he's not a true champion, he's a paper champ. Then the day, Anthony Joshua's fought Vladimir Klitschko. He beat him, he knocked him out. He beat Joseph Parker. It was a very, it was a very boring fight, but he beat Joseph Parker. Okay, the guy is a champion. All right, he he he's beat champions before. He beat Charles Martin. He's not a paper champ. He's not. Okay, Deontay Wilder obviously is forty, you know, or forty-one and zero. He's had several knockouts, more knockouts than almost anyone. He's got like a ninety-seven or ninety-eight point knockout ratio. I get it. I get Deontay Wilder. He's the, he's the man. He's that dude. And I support Deontay Wilder as a boxer, as a boxing fan. Um, but, you know, calling Anthony Joshua a, a paper champ, I disagree with. Um, I, I just do. I think that's un- unfortunate. I do like the way that Tyson Fury talked about how, how he'll bounce back. And I do believe in the rematch, whenever they do a rematch, Anthony Joshua will be more prepared. And I am more interested in seeing this fight um, than the first one because I want to see what's going to happen. How is Andy going to respond to being the champion? How is Anthony Joshua going to respond being the underdog and trying to come back and win the belts that he lost to, the, the loss deservedly to Andy Ruiz Jr. Um, but then I want to talk about Andy Ruiz, okay? There, it, there's a story about this guy. The story is, hey, look, there was a guy who did not look the part that became the heavyweight champion. Many people say that he looked like Butterbean. I mean, his body was not the same way as Anthony Joshua. Anthony Joshua, you know, I mean, that's that's what the ladies like. The ladies like the six-pack, the GQ magazine. Like, they would think he got the muscles. And and you know what? Andy Ruiz, he looked like, in some people's eyes, Butterbean. But you know what? It's not about that in boxing. This ain't no bodybuilding contest. This is about boxing. This is about who can deliver what kind of punch 
that can knock your opponent out or can make your opponent less capable of winning a fight. And Andy Ruiz hit him above the ear. He hit him in his ear, the back of his ear, in the third round, when actually Anthony Joshua knocked him down. Instead of backing up, Andy Ruiz came forward and started swinging when Anthony Joshua was trying to knock him out to get a, a knock and to get a stoppage in the third round when he knocked Andy Ruiz down. But what did, what did Ruiz do? Ruiz, you know, he had that Mexican pride, that Mexican spirit that's so celebrated in, in boxing. You know what I mean? He even had a post where he was talking about how he was actually pictured with the bull and he said, this is what a lot of Mexicans have. They have a lot, they have kahunas. And you know, he showed that he had a lot of heart. He had the kahunas to, to stand out and, and keep on fighting. And he took Anthony Joshua out of his game. Anthony Joshua was not prepared to fight somebody of his caliber. Andy Ruiz only lost, and I did not know this, his only loss was against Joseph Parker. This man was 32 and 0 except for one fight. He was 32 and 1. And I think what really happened was when Big Baby, Big Baby Miller was, was suspended, was taken out because of steroids, Anthony Joshua, and they, they were the, the whole, the, they were just searching and searching and searching. It was this whole search. I guarantee you, Anthony Joshua was lying off. He's like, I'm not even sure if we're going to get this fight going on. I'm not sure what's going to happen. They had other guys who would have been fighting, but it was like some guy named Tony or something like that was going to be some Michael or something like that was going to fight. And I was like, man, who's this guy? Then Eddie Ruiz comes, comes by, he comes in. And Anthony Joshua, he probably was like, hey, look, man, I'm the heavyweight champion of the world, really. The only other title belt is Deontay. Me and Deontay, should, we're going to fight. And then me and Tyson Fury are going to fight. We're going to make a whole lot of money. And he slept on Andy Ruiz. He slept on him. And it was it's unfortunate uh, for Anthony Joshua and his fans because, hey, look, now he doesn't have that Oh. You know what I'm saying? Now he's 22-1. But you know what? A lot of great champions lose that O. Okay, a lot of people feel like, hey, well, you know what? I just got to be like Floyd Mayweather and be undefeated. Not everybody's going to be like Floyd Mayweather. Not everybody's going to be able to fight the amount of champions he, he, he didn't win. And you know what? And to be honest with you, as much of a Floyd Mayweather fan as I am, at the end of the day, what Floyd Mayweather did was smart. He did was he waited for for certain fighters to age, and then get them. Because at the end of the day, Floyd Mayweather is one of the most conditioned athletes of all time. So he bet on himself. I mean, at the end of the day, people say, "Well, Manny Pacquiao, he was older." What well, end of the day, they were the same. They were about the same age. Matter of fact, I think Floyd's older, but Floyd bet Floyd bet on himself. Floyd bet on himself to say, "Hey, look, I'm one of the most." more well-conditioned fighters of all time. What I'm going to do is I'm going to keep on training like I do. Keep training like a broke man. And I'm my speed, my boxing prowess is going to outlast Manny's power. And that's what happened. That's what happened with all, with a lot of the older fights, with the Oscar De La Hoyas, with, with the, with the uh, Sugar Shane Mosley's of the world. That's what Floyd Mayweather did. He, it was his brains, his boxing IQ, his skill, his greatness that was able to get him these fights. And you know what? And Anthony Joshua and 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 maybe he was like, well, I can same thing could happen with Deontay. Deontay's you know older and Tyson Fury, even though he's younger than Anthony Joshua, 
you know, at least he could do it to Deontay Wilder and, and get the, the, the biggest trash talker in, in boxing out of the way. But that's not what happened. Andy Ruiz did his thing. He killed the game. And he is now the heavyweight champion of the world. Congrats to the first ever Mexican-American champion. He played outstanding. This is well-deserved. This is well-recognized. This is the dream come true. And I'm so glad that there is another American. Now all Americans hold belts. Deontay holds the WBC. And now Andy Ruiz Jr., in my opinion, is the number one. Yes, I said it. He is the number one heavyweight in the world. He's got the WBC. No, he doesn't have the WBC. Deontay's got the WBC. He's got the WBA. He's got the WBO. He's got the IBF. He's number one. He's number one. I understand that Deontay has been the, the belt holder for, for several years. I understand that, that, that Deontay has done incredible. He's had incredible knockouts. But at the end of the day, Ruiz holds three belts. And in my math, three is better than one. So who's the number one in the world? Andy Ruiz Jr. So a little side note before I get into the Warriors. So Andy Ruiz is the first Mexican-American boxer. But did y'all know about John Ruiz? John Ruiz was the first Latino heavyweight boxer in American history. And he won it in the early 2000s. Uh, he, he actually had... Two belt defenses. He would eventually lose to Roy Jones Jr., who's arguably one of the top 15, 20 greatest boxers of all time. Um, Hall of Fame great. And he, Roy Jones Jr., he went from, and that's where Roy Jones Jr. really gets his call to fame from a guy who went from a middleweight to win a heavyweight championship. It's never been done in boxing history, and that's what Roy Jones Jr. did to John Ruiz. But I do want to point out. The fact that John Ruiz was the first Latino to ever win a, ch- a championship in the heavyweight division. And now I believe that we'll see more uh, Americans of Latino descent going into the heavyweight division and winning more championships. Because usually you'll see a lot of Latino fighters in the, in the smaller weight classes. But now with the success of Andy Ruiz or, and of a John Ruiz. We're seeing, we're going to see more, in my opinion, more heavyweight Latino fighters. And I believe it's going to, it's going to elevate the sport because the Latino population, uh, is, is so prevalent in America that, that, I mean, can you imagine that? What that's going to do for the sport of boxing to have some more great Latino heavyweight champions? It would be incredible. Um, so shout out to Andy Ruiz. So I want to talk about the NBA finals. Okay, now I put out a post that you know the Warriors are going to win game two. I also put out a post that you know the Warriors aren't winning a chip without KD. Well, not so sure about that now. I'm not so sure about that because I'm not sure how much the Raptors really want it. Now, Kawhi is he the best player in the world? No, okay, the guy's never scored over 45 points in a game, he hasn't. And people will say, well, he's blow for blow. He's a better. He's just as good offensively as Steph Curry. No, he's not. Stop lying to yourself. Kawhi Leonard is a star. He's a really good player. Top five in the league. But he is not the best player. Okay? He's not. 
KD is better than Kawhi. Okay, he just is. You have a seven foot monster who can do anything. Okay, I'm not gonna call him monster. It is more of a compliment. I'm meant to be a guy who can just do anything on the court. He's a seven foot guy who can just do anything. All right. Yesterday, Kawhi Leonard, when they when the Warriors won the 20-0 lead, where was Kawhi? Where was Kawhi when y'all needed him the most? You know, what I mean, I like Kawhi's game. He's a great defender. He play, you know, he's people say he's like he's Kawhi Jordan. Jordan wouldn't let that happen. Twenty zero run, he would have scored something. He would have scored something, and he did have like you know he was he scored thirty plus points. His team didn't play well. Siakam thirty two points, twelve points in the second game. Okay, Fred Van Van Vliet. 17 points, but 2 of 8 from 3. And Kyle Lowry. What's up with that, that six foul on Boogie Cousins? You know you have five fouls. Why would you go up and try to steal like that? Saying, well, it was just a smart basketball play. I said, no. No. We need your offense. Now, granted, you only scored 13 points. So it's not like you were playing that well. But they need you, bro. You're the second best player on the Raptors. I don't care what nobody say. Pascal Siakam is straight. But the guy who's considered the second best player on our team, that's you. If you don't do what you're supposed to do and not show up, you ain't going to do nothing. And for me, when, when, when I made that post about you know the Warriors not winning the chip, that was if Boogie Cousins was not playing. Because I, I wasn't... I did not think Boogie Cousins was going to play. I thought that, hey, look, he was just going to rest up, wait till next year, sign a big contract. But you know what, man? Boogie played great yesterday. Boogie played incredible. Boogie Cousins is the real deal. And he held it down for Golden State. He did. Steph Curry played well in the second half. Didn't play that well in the first, but you know how the Splash Brothers work. Clay Thompson would do great in the first half when Steph struggling. And then Steph Curry, Steph Curry will come back and do his thing in the second. Um, but in my opinion, it's almost like Steph Curry needs time to develop in throughout the game. Like there won't like especially in a game where he'll struggle. Like it's not like he'll be like if they're like going back and forth, back and forth. I mean they're like if it's like super clutch, if it's like a super, if it's like a really tough, tough game. A really tough, tough game, really close game. Steph Curry's gonna almost build up. It's not like he's gonna start off shooting like when they're going back and forth. It's almost like his team has to play well, and then Steph Curry comes back and does his thing. It's like it's like a build up process. It's like a maturing process that happens throughout the game. It's something that I've noticed even with this thirty-six point game. That he had, I mean, he had a terrible first half that game where he scored 36 points. Where he was doing lockout when it was against the Rockets. I mean, he had a terrible first half. Next thing you know, in the second half, he does his thing. But it was because of Klay Thompson's points in the first half that helped Golden State somehow be able to stay in the game when he without Curry. So let's just, so yes, so while Steph Curry... He's a great player, and he showed a lot of people that, hey, look, he's deservedly a two-time MVP unanimously. Not only is a great offensive player, the greatest three-point three point shot we've ever seen, 
but he needs time to mature throughout the game, especially in the tough moments. And we saw it last night. We saw it last night, and there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that because you have guys on your team who know how to deliver. And that's where Clay Thompson deserves so much admiration and respect because he's a guy who can carry the load when Steph Curry's off. That's what makes these Golden State Warriors great. They got guys who have championship experience, knows that people are doubting them this year because of their injuries, and they're hungry. They're hungry. They're too hungry. These media people, these fans, after game one, I mean, the first two games, they were talking They were talking too much mess. I was like, yo, people are talking way too much mess for the Warriors. Drake over here doing all this stuff. The media, the fans, oh, man, I don't know. The, 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 the Raptors, they're going to win. Nah, man. I'm kind of, I'm kind of, I'm a little worried. I'm a little worried because it's like, what's going to happen? What's going to happen with this? So it's going to, it's going to be interesting to see. Um, I, for me, I would say Raptors in seven without KD. But if KD comes in, it's rap and the Warriors are going to win in six. If KD comes back in the next game, in the next game, if he comes back game, game three, it's a wrap. It's a wrap. They might the, the the Raptors might win one game, one game if if KD, you know, he'll come back game four, not game three, because I believe that Raptors will win. They 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 have a fifty fifty chance to win a uh, game three if KD does not play. But if but if KD plays game four. And the Raptors don't take game three. It's over. It's over. And it would be unfortunate because the Raptors had an opportunity to win game two. But when the when the Warriors were going on the 20 and 0 run, where was Kawhi Leonard? And you know, Skip Bayless is gonna talk about that on the Undisputed. So if y'all listen to this, go check out Skip Bayless Undisputed with Shannon Sharp. It's really good. So hey y'all, have a blessed day. Talk with y'all later. Peace.